we spoke yesterday about the Oynish, the punishment that the Bishnim got for taking the Arnachodesh. And we saw that it was a physical ailment which uh, was wherever the Arnachodesh went to was how the, where the people of that place suffered. And we started to talk about yesterday why the, that was why Hashem chose as the punishment for the Bishnim. And uh, just to let me clarify this one step further. You know, there's a principle we know that it says that in a place of Kedusha, so a person has to be much more careful what they do because even things which maybe in other places wouldn't be, you know, a person wouldn't be held culpable for, but in a place like in the, in the, in the Palatin Shalmelech, it says in the palace of the king, so then even those things which in other places uh, wouldn't be punishable, but in the presence of a king it's different. And therefore we saw the same thing that the the way a person acts in the presence of the Baisa Megdash, it's more severe. If a person does something wrong with the Baisa Megdash, they're more culpable, more liable for punishment. And we see a similar idea in front of Arna Kodesh. And therefore, the punishment that the Christian got was a disruption of what's a normally, normal body function because what they would otherwise have done in other places and would have been okay, but in the place where the Arna Kodesh was, so that was something which they got punished for. And like we saw, the, the specific punishment which was meted out to them was because even though something that uh, people do, eating, is something that's not normally done, but as you understood yesterday, you said of the Ruach Haim, the principle of the Ruach Haim, and that is that a person can eat with the uh, intention to, uh, that the food should be sustaining, keep him alive, Hashem, or to enjoy food, and that's why the food gets separated into the part which is, does provide the nutrients to keep a person alive, the part which gets absorbed by the body, as opposed to the part which gets eliminated, and uh, therefore, Dafka, the Plishtim, got punished in, in an area where what they would do, something they were doing with the wrong intention was in the place where the Arnaqadish is, that was considered something wrong. That was the first punishment that the Plishtim got. Now we're going to see later, and there was a second punishment of mice as well. And uh, even it's interesting right now, the, the Possek hasn't spoken about it yet, but uh, the, the understanding is that the physical suffering that they had from the physical ailment was the, the, their main problem, but they also suffered from mice. What the mice did is the machlokes for those who understand. That seems to be the simple reading of psukim later on. That the mice destroyed their crops, as mice are wont to do, and in those places, places where it seems like that the mice would attack them, and therefore it was of course inflicting harm on the people of being attacked by mice. And uh, the question is again, why mice? What was significant about the mice that they were the ones who that, 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 that was the agent, so to speak, that Akkadish Baruch uses to punish the Plishtim. Therefore, as Hashem will see in the next Yipsukim, when it talks about what the Plishtim wanted to do, and uh, what the, what, why they were focused on these mice. So we're holding at the beginning of Perak Vav, and it says, Vahi Aron Hashem Bistea Plishtim Shiva Chadash. The Aron Akkadish spent seven months in the fields of the Plishtim. Seems like a long time. The Plishtim, Hashem didn't wait to punish them. Hashem didn't wait to punish them, which means that they didn't immediately uh, do tshuva and give back their Arnakodesh. It took time until uh, the Pishnu got together, decided what to do, decided they were going to return Arnakodesh. In the meantime, his efforts. So it says, Even after the leaders of the offices of the Pishnu had decided that they wanted to return Arnakodesh, the question was, how to return Aaron Kodesh because they understood that they had done wrong 
and just to send it back would be a, just adding another zilzul, so to speak. They're throwing it out, and therefore they want to know what, is, what would be considered a way which would be respectful, which would be something which would appease Hashem, so to speak, and uh, get the punishment to stop, rather than just making the Prophet more angry with them. And that's why they ask the the Kainim. It's interesting how people obviously understood. They thought we understand uh, what the right religious thing to do would be. How much we turn our affairs back? So it says, If you're going to send back the iron of Hashem, uh, don't just send it back by itself. Uh, that's not something which necessarily would uh, seem like something that they getting a, a, a apologizing for it would be like more like they just rejecting the Aaron Kodesh, which would be another another affair which they'll be punished for. Rather, send something as an asham, as a sign of guilt that we we were wrong and we're doing this as a kapara. Oz terafu, then you'll get healed. and then v'noidelachem, then you understand the way that the Mephoshim explained it. What what will be known to you? So it says that you understand that um, what that what you that you are being punished for the Aaron Kodesh. And uh, that's why uh, Hashem's hand of punishing you wasn't taken away until then. Well, it's interesting that. So therefore, that it's understood, we have to stand back in our Kodesh for something to express our remorse, to show guilt. So they ask, what should we send? The Pishim said to them, What should this guilt offering be? Since there are five officers of the uh, of the Pishtim, and therefore, since you have the five, the, the amount of the Pishtim, you should make a model of the, the Tcharim, which was the illness that they afflicted by, out of gold, and five mice out of gold. And now this is, this is a, an interesting thing. Ba'amis is the Aaron HaKadosh only went to three cities. The first went to Ashdod, then it moved to Gaza, and then moved to Ekron. And therefore, the only three cities suffered for it. And so why all five uh, Sinai Plishtim have, uh, have to offer a kapara? So they understood that since they all agreed to take the Aaron HaKadosh, and they all either had been involved in bringing the Aaron HaKadosh back to Sinai Plishtim, so they would all be chayv. But now, that would be maybe a kapara for, this, for the officers of the, the Sinai Plishtim. Why would it be a kapara for everybody else? So that's what they tried to explain. That In other words, you're all being punished together. It wasn't that the punishment was specifically angled at the, the leaders more than at the common people. And therefore, if, if the leaders are going to offer a kapara on behalf of the tzibur, then that would work for the tzibur too. And therefore, even though the, the, the amount of kabbonis is the amount of the leaders, but that would be considered a kapara for all the commoners as well. What's the significance of making it in images of of their... Right, that's obviously the question. It's also kind of disgusting. Maybe Yossi's right. Now, why was that, that what was chosen as a kapara, and why was it made out of gold? And so let's see one more pasuk, and we'll be able to explain. You should make the model of this illness that they had, the hemorrhoids which they're suffering from, and the model of these mice which are destroying the land. This is the Mashmos, like we said before, and 
that the, the mice were destroying the land, and I was eating the crops. In the Saturn and Akai Yisrael covered, you should, show it, you should offer this as a atonement uh, to the Akai Yisrael for taking the Oren, that we'd be respecting him by realizing we've done wrong by taking the Oren. Maybe that way he'll, so to speak, he'll relax his punishment, he'll literally lighten his hand from you, if it was the physical suffering, he punished the reserve dog and they kept pushing it over. The mice which were eating their crops. So therefore the eight that they the answer that the kainim of the Pishtim give the, the officers is send Aaron Kaddish back, do it in a way which you're showing covet and apologizing, expressing regret for what you've done, and that way maybe it'll stop the punishment. And it adds a Muslim. It says, Don't try and be obstinate and harden your hearts. In other words, assume that no, we're not going to do that, we're not going to humble ourselves. Because you're copying what the Mitzrayim in Paris did when they, also they saw they were being punished. And they decided that they're going to, they're not going to burn bend, they're going to remain obstinate. Just like what happened to them is Hashem, so to speak, he made fun of them. In other words, he punished them again and again, which was for nothing, because at the end of the day, they still sent the Jewish people. So they could have saved themselves all the time and all the punishment if they'd just been a bit more submissive at the beginning. And therefore, the kind of the Pishtim are telling the Pishtim the same thing. You see, being punished. And uh, Hashem is not going to stop. And if that's the case, then rather than saying, no, it's okay, we're, not, we, we, we're, going, to, we're going to be obstinate. We're, going to, no, no, we're not going to back down. You're just going to get punished more. So rather, give in, return our Kodesh, uh, apologize, send something as a covet that's such a show that you were wrong, and then maybe that will end the, or reduce the punishment that you suffer. Right. Now, what was the, was a very strange uh, kind of kapara to send? Now, you must remember something, because we're not talking to Klai Yisrael now. We're talking about Kainim of Avodah This isn't something we would ever suggest, and we don't find anything. By us, a kapara means a korban, whether it's a korban chatus or a korban osham or a korban oida sometimes. But the way we, if we were going to bring something, ke'ilo, as a kapara, so we're going to bring korbanos. But that's, that's the way that, in the Torah, we look at how to get kapara, Again, if a person is going to bring something as a kapara, it means bringing a carbon. Whereas, just remember, the kainim here were over the desire. And they were looking at things from the worldview of a desire. And therefore, in the terms of a desire, what would the kapara be? In the terms of a desire, what would the kapara be? So let's just go back a second and remind ourselves what the. Not, I'm not going into all the, maybe the details of what a desire believed in how it worked, but this is the, the point which is negated to us, and that is that even the Ayod of Erezorah, at least those who understood what they were doing, they did have some connection to a, a Ruchnius, a Metzius, some kind of spiritual connection, but the point of Erezorah was to find something here to channel it through. And therefore, whereas when we approach Hashem, there's no physical intermediary, there's no channel. We, have, we talk to HaKadosh Baruch directly on the spiritual level, and Hashem hears us and responds to us on the spiritual level. We don't need and we don't try and make something uh, which we can see, and something which physical, as the anchor, so to speak, to connect us to Hashem. And part of the, the mistake of the desire was, after that, that they wanted to connect, uh, use a physical medium to connect to something Rukhnistic. And therefore the statues and the idols that they made, well, it wasn't because they believed the idol has power, 
But the idol was a representation or a way to connect to something spiritual. We're using it as the bridge, which is awesome. That's why the Zara thinks. And if that's the case, if uh, just like if you're talking, looking to connect to some spiritual force, either the Zara would make some kind of a physical image or something physical, which they could then use to connect to that force. So similarly, um, in a desire terms, the Mukhtayish also the Vodizara, they did the same thing. The Ramban explained the Eglazov was they wanted to connect to Hashem. But the point of the, point of the Eglazov was that how did they want to connect to Hashem? Is that they felt that this was going to be the intermediary, so to speak, to connect, which was that was the mistake of Vodizara. Why the African Eagle? Because they understood that that represents the middle of Vura, which was prevalent in the Midbar. Why the African gold? Because the same thing, gold represents the middle of Sadin, and that's what they wanted to represent. And if that's the case, we understand that when the sign of Tishim, again, from their way of looking at things, the Vodizara understood the same thing. And that is we're being punished in a certain way. We have to, and therefore in, in that area, we have to, so to speak, fix the, 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 the area where we're being punished. Let's say the mice, we have to, so therefore we're being punished through mice. So we have to do something to appease Hashem, Derek the mice. And therefore, the way that they work is, again, the representation of din of punishment is gold. If you know, Kesef always symbolizes Rachamim, gold symbolizes din. And therefore, if you're going to make gold mice, so that's a way to accompany, accomplish that. Either we're looking to uh, relax the midasadin, which is coming through mice. And therefore, in, in a way that Avodah Zara would think, uh, the, the, to represent the atom, which is the source of the punishment, that would be the way to to appease Hashem for the punishment. Again, as Chayesha, we don't think like that. We don't deal with what the punishment was. We deal with the fact that HaKadosh Prophet is sending the punishment, and if you go to him directly. And if you're going to go to Hashem directly, then uh, the way to get kapar is either to bring a carbon or to do chudah, or both. But to deal with what the punishment was, that doesn't, that doesn't interest us. That's not the way we deal with the item which we're being punished through. We deal with the Kodesh Prophet sending the punishment. But there's a significance to what the punishment is, though. The Hashem sends the punishment, of course. It's very unique and very significant what the punishment is. And the sense is miracle and gemida. And if we meant to learn from the punishment is, what there is for us to correct. But the way to atone for it isn't to make the form of what you were punished with and use that as a kapara. We don't do that. that. That's again, that's using Avedazara or the symbolism of Avedazara to rec- recreate the, the atom of punishment and try to use that as a way to solve the punishment. We don't do that. But it's actually probably disgusting. That. We don't want to have the various we do. We, we know that Tadakhi is antagonized in Sanegra. And therefore, we don't use things used for an Avera in the Besam in the because we don't want to, to remind Hashem of the Avera. Which is, like I said, that's why the, uh, the Yidden wouldn't have suggested such a thing. It's coming from the the Pishti way of thinking, with the Zara way of thinking, and that is two things. Number one, you deal with the individual Koyach, where you see being punished with, which in this case was either this, 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 the, the Tcharim that they had or the Ma'as that they had. And number two, making a model of the thing is some way of connecting to that spiritual Koyach, which is why they thought this would be a Kapara for them. Again, that's not what we would do, but that's what the way the Pishti thought. And that's why they thought this would be a Kapara to Hashem. And therefore, go and make yourselves a new wagon. Again, as a covered for Hashem, they didn't want to use a second hand wagon to bring our Kodesh back on. And therefore, make yourselves a new wagon of Shrey Paris Alois, and two fresh cows, so to speak, young calves, who haven't yet born the, the, a, a yoke. And again, that means that they, 
weren't second hand, they weren't used for anything else. This is the, they're fresh to work, they're fresh to, to, to do the avoider. Vasaitim is a paris bagada, and you should tie the cows to the wagon. And you should leave their calves behind them in the stable, in the pen where they where they were before. And why do they do this? Because the Sanyapish wanted to see, is this really true? That you know, even though they thought that the punishment was coming from the Aaron, but were they meant to send the Aaron back? And therefore they decided to do a test. And the test would be that they would take two calves, cows who just had calves, they would leave the calves in the stable, they would attach the cows to the wagon, and now the nature of the cows is going to go back to its calf. So now they want to see what's going to happen. When the cows are attached to the wagon, and they put the Aaron Kodesh in the wagon, are the cows going to do what they would naturally do and go back to try to get into the, into the stable where the calves are waiting for them, or are they going to march towards Eretz Yisrael, leaving the calves behind? Which would then show that obviously that the Aaron Kodesh is meant to go back, because that's not the natural thing that the cows would do. Once again, this was a mistake, and we don't expect Lishan to know better, but it wasn't the right thing to do. The Arna Kodesh isn't meant to be carried in a wagon. Like it says before in the Torah, the Arna Kodesh is meant to be carried on people's shoulders. And therefore, even though the Levim had wagons for carrying the boards of the Mishkan or the curtains of the Mishkan, it says, when it comes to Arna Kodesh, the Arna Kodesh wasn't already put in a wagon, it was had to be carried on shoulders, and that's why David Melech, Later on, when he made a mistake and put the Arna Kodesh on the wagon, people got killed for it. Uza died because uh, it wasn't the cover of the Arna Kodesh. But then again, so the Pishnah didn't do the right thing by putting the Arna Kodesh on the wagon. Again, they didn't know better. And therefore, they weren't punished for what they were trying to do right. They weren't expected to know it wasn't the right thing to do. And this itself is a question. Good also? Sorry? Good also? Better for good to take it on the shoulders? Like no, so this is what I'm to. This is obviously the question. That is, why didn't the Pishnah ask the Jews? If, we, if they felt they had done the wrong thing about taking Aaron Kodesh, and they wanted to know how should we give Aaron Kodesh back, what would be the right way to return it? They, they had Jews in their captivity. Remember, the Christians just won the war. So they had access to Jews if they wanted to. Why didn't they ask them? What's the right way to return Aaron Kodesh? What are we meant to do with it? Why did they ask their own Kainim, who maybe are Kainim of the Dagon, and Kainim of the Zara, and aren't familiar with what's meant to be done with Aaron Kodesh? It's, a, it's an interesting question. It was uh, the, 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 if it's the iron of the Eden, it's the iron of Hashem. So ask the Eden, what's the right way to give it back? Why didn't they do that? So it points to something which we see in other places also, and that is that it wasn't just that the Plishtim and Jews were long-term enemies. They hated each other. And therefore there was no way the Plishtim, maybe they would humble themselves to give back the iron, because they saw it's causing too much punishment and they felt that this would have to do to uh, get an atonement, but there's no way they're going to humble themselves to go ask the Jews what to do about it. Which is why the uh, other option was, why don't they call the Jews and say, please come and take the iron? Or they organize, organize with them that they're going to transfer it. The whole thing, as you're going to see, was done without involving Jews bichla. In front of the wagon, the cows take the wagon. It's, there's no interaction bichla between the fishermen and the Jews in the whole story. And again, the same thing as before. The Christians weren't going to admit that we need the Jews to help us or we're going to, we're going to call them for, for something we need. That they were still upset about. They had to give back the iron, so they're going to work within their own, so to speak, to think what's the right way to do to give the iron. They didn't, they didn't ask, they didn't involve the Jews, they didn't talk to the Jews about it. There was something done completely on their own. Okay, so that was the, that was the aid that they kind of gave them to put the iron in the wagon and uh, to tie these two cows to the wagon and leave the cars behind.
if it's, go, if it's like a tree that the cows are going to go in the direction of Beit Shemesh, in other words, without being led, they're going to go there on their own, who also learned this Azos, then we understand that it was that the punishment came from Hashem, and if Hashem is directing the cows to, to bring their own courage back to Israel. If the cows aren't going to go to Beit Shemesh, they're going to stay here because their cows are here, so then we understand it's not a Kodesh Baruch who's directing what's happening. And if you're down and then, we, and then we'll think that it wasn't uh, Hashem's hand that punished us, rather Mikra who It's just a, 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 a coincidence that these terrible plagues happened at the same time that the Aaron was here. And that is important. And that is, and again, we, 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 we wouldn't understand this. But we're talking about the mountain of the Pishti. Let's remember that. We wouldn't understand this. Uh, what used to Mikra? You see, wherever the Aaron and Kodesh goes, exactly then the people of that place get punished. So much so that the, the Pishti themselves didn't want the Aaron and Kodesh. It wasn't a mikra, they knew very well. Wherever the Aaron Kodesh is going to, they're going to get punished. And that's why when they wanted to bring it to the third city, to Akron, the people of Akron protested, we all wanted. So there, there was no spikers that was a mikra. They knew very well the Aaron Kodesh. And now they're giving it back. And now they're going to say, let's see, is it, is it really that Hashem is punishing us? Or maybe not, maybe we're still a mikra. Why would they think that? It, it was so clear to them it wasn't a mikra. So just because, for whatever reason, they said the Aaron Kodesh isn't going to travel back to Kali Yisrael. So now they're going to doubt now they're going to doubt that the fact that that was the punishment came from. It's, it's, again, it sounds very strange. Especially the test is stacked against them. Right, especially since it's not, a, it's not an even test. Now you want Hashem to do a nest to prove that, that it was from the Aaron yeah. Kodesh. Because the nature of a cow isn't to leave its cough. Especially nothing's making it do that. And uh, so why was, that, why, why was this necessary? It wasn't clear to them enough already that it was from Hashem. That they needed to prove it to themselves that that was the right thing. So, the the answer is once again, we, if if you're we, if we asking on Klai Yisrael, it wouldn't be it would be a question. We ask on the Pishtim, and it's not such a question because we go back to the starting point. The Pishtim have a desire. The Pishtim have a desire, and uh, they they see these punishments happening to them. So of course they, they understand that the, the punishments are coming because of the Aaron Kodesh, and that's why they want that's why they, they don't want to have the Aaron Kodesh with them. But uh, but what is so then they want not only that they want to go back they want to do something to get the kapara as well but so well then that's the case why they need the test why they need the test and why is that going to prove to them if lemafreik either this was Hashem punished them or not so the answer is like this when the Christian said on the that if the Aaron doesn't go back so then mikrohu hayadanot. That was kilo something which happened in Mikra as a as a coincidence, something which wasn't coming from the Aaron Kodesh. So we asked, it doesn't make sense. It was quite clear to them that that wasn't the case. The answer is that they understood it was because of the Aaron Kodesh. But the question was 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 the, what were they being punished for? What are they being punished for? Was that were they being punished for the fact that they took the Aaron Kodesh and they're holding on to it? And therefore, what's expected of them is give it back. Give it back. And therefore, now that they're willing to... They're, they're relinquishing their hold in it. 
it's on the wagon, it can go back. We're not, we're not holding it back anymore. Then if that's the case, then we understand that's the, then that will, it will go back. Then it's our fault until now we didn't know how to go back. And now we're allowing it to return, until it return. Then okay, so we're to blame for holding it. And if that's the case, so then uh, then we understand that that's the end of the punishment because Kila, we've uh, we've uh, released it, so to speak. And uh, the, the punishment was because we were holding on to it until now. If you want a marshal for that, which they themselves gave before, as an example. And that is the punishment that the Mitzrayim were being punished with wasn't the original fact that they enslaved Kaisra. The punishment that the Mitzrayim punished was because they were holding on to them. Hashem kept saying, let them go, and they kept not letting them go, so they kept getting punished. And if that's the case, as soon as you let them go, then you'll stop getting punished. So the Berega Pari says, okay, everybody out. You know, everyone's free to go, so there's no more Marcus. In other words, the punishment didn't come from the original thing that they did wrong. The punishment came from why aren't you letting the Kaisrael go? And as long as you're not letting them go, you're going to get punished more and more. And if that's the case, then we understand that as soon as you let them go, so since the punishment is in order because of the presence, so as soon as you, you stop what you're doing right now, the punishment will stop too. So that was the one option. They thought that maybe the punishment is because we're holding on to the iron. And therefore, as soon as we let, let, go, we let the iron go, it will go. And then we won't get punished anymore because we aren't, we're no longer rest, restraining it from going. We're no longer holding it back. That's one option. The other option would be, the punishment isn't for the present, the punishment is for the past. Which means you've been punished for taking it. And if that's the case, so then it's not that, you, that the problem is that we didn't let it go. And then as soon as we can, it's going to go back. And then we won't get punished anymore. Then if that's the case, then we're being punished for what we did before. And if that's the case, love that is going to stop. Let me give you some what I mean. Imagine the Mitzvah being punished for subjecting the Jews for 210 years. If that's the case, they say, okay, let the Jews go now. Will that make a difference? It's not being punished for now, it's being punished for the past. And what's the, example, what's the proof of that? The proof of that is Yamsuf. When it came to Yamsuf, the Mitzvah got punished. And they got punished, it wasn't a said round. They got hurled around in the sea and they got choked and they got half drowned and they got tossed around by the waves. Like the Pops like say. And up and down, like straw, like stone, and every end Mitzvah gets own punishment. And that says, the Mitzvah is shouting, Jews go, Jews go. It's not going to make any difference. You're not being punished now for holding on to the Jews. The Jews are gone. You're being punished now for what happened, what you did in the past, for how you treated the Jews for the years going back. And if that's the case, it's not going to help now to say, okay, no problem, Jews can go. You're not being punished for now, you're being punished for then. And therefore, the difference between the Makkas and Mitzrayim, where the Makkas and Mitzrayim were, because you're not letting the Jews go now. And as soon as Paris says, Jews go, the Makkas was going to stop. But Yamsuf wasn't to punish them for now. Yamsuf was the punishment for the past. And there's nothing to do about it. And then you're going to get punished. It's, it's not going to stop just because you want to let the Jews go. And the same thing over here. The Christian wants to know what are we being punished for. And they understood this was from Hashem. They understood that, it's, uh, that uh, it was, wasn't for nothing. That they got punished. But what, what they're getting punished for? Is it because they're holding on to Aaron Kodesh, or because they took the Aaron Kodesh? And if it's a punishment because they're holding on to Aaron Kodesh, then as soon as they say Aaron Kodesh can go, it'll go. We aren't holding it back anymore, and then the punishment will stop too. And that's just the first part. If it's going to go right away on its own, then you should know that who also learns Sarag, though it has us, Hashem did this all to us, and as a, as a way to let the Aaron go, we let the Aaron go, it'll stop. But if the Aaron, if the, the Aaron doesn't want to go back necessarily, then if that's the case, Kilo Yadah Nagaban, he wasn't punishing us for not letting Aaron go. And if that's the case, even though they call it a Mikra void on it, it was a Mikra, we understand from the story before, it doesn't mean it happened by chance. It means it happened to us for what happened before. We took it. 
then 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 it's uh, then there's no point trying to send the kapara back because the the punishment isn't that as soon as we let it go it's going to stop. So then the eighth is not going to work. It's still going to work. It's still not going to continue, though. No, they're being much. They're going to be punished for having taken the courage. They're going to get punished. But they're, not, but they're going to make it worse by not letting it go. Cause... It could be. You know, but that, that isn't the answer. That's not going to help. So the, the, what the fisherman said, is this going to help? So he said, if, if it goes back straight away, it'll help. Because then it means that we, we did wrong by holding it. We let it go. Then the, the punishment will stop. Masha Enken, if it doesn't want to go, then we understand that the punishment not connected to letting us letting it go. And if that's the case, it's not, we don't have to assume it's going to stop just because we've decided to let it go. Okay, so that was the, that was the test that what they made with the calves, the test that they made uh, to see what would happen to Arana Kodesh. And like we said, the, 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 the part of the, the, the kapara of, to represent the gold term we spoke about and the gold mass. What is the significance of mass? So, The, we're going with a simple shot in the pocket before the midrash that the point of the mass was that it ate the land, that it ate the crops, it destroyed the the harvest. Why was that the punishment that Aaron Kodesh brought? So the answer is that the MS is wherever the Aaron Kodesh is, it's meant to bring bracha. We know that the Aaron Kodesh is a source of bracha, and therefore, just like in the mass of Mikdash, wherever the Aaron Kodesh is, it's meant to bring a bracha with it. Now, uh, if you know, in spiritual terms as well, that the Shafa comes down to this world through the Arana Kodesh, and therefore that's going to be where it should, wherever it is, it should be a place which is blessed. When it came to the, the place of the Pishkin, it wasn't just that it didn't bring Brach, exactly the opposite. It caused the Brach to get taken away, which means the crops that the Pishkin already had, or the plants that they already planted, is going to cause them to get destroyed. And uh, what's the significance? What's the significance? The same idea, and that is that, that when the iron is. is where it's meant to be, it becomes a source of bracha. But if it's not being treated properly, then it's going to be a source of taking away bracha. And not just that it doesn't give. It wasn't like the rain didn't fall, the fish didn't get more. Exactly the opposite. The Kodesh Baruch is going to send something to destroy the bracha. If, if the iron Kodesh is, is, is not treated properly, then it, it turns around and it, it becomes a destructive force which takes away bracha, which destroys what the bracha which there already is. And uh, that's what happens to the fish no matter whatever crops they had, whatever uh, bracha they had, they got destroyed because they went through their own property, so it turned into, into the opposite of bracha, turned into a source of taking away the bracha from them. Why dafka mais? Why dafka mais? So there's something interesting about mais. The Gemara is above Matiya, that achbri rishim, mais are rishim. Why are mais rishim? So the Gemara says that if a person, let's say, has a granary with grain, and mice get in, mice are eating the grain. So that's the case, does it make a difference how much grain there is? If you have mice, the mice can eat however much mice can eat, mind of community, how much grain is stored there. And the difference is, if there's a number of people had their wheat in the same granary, then, and the mice ate some of it, then how are we going to apportion what's left? Proportionally, or we'd say everyone's going to do the same amount? Because mind of community, how much you had, the mice and the mice eat the same. So if it, because there's more, the mice aren't going to eat more. That's what the Gemara thinks, and the Gemara's most kind is not. Ani Akbir Rishi. Mice are Rishon. What does it mean they're Rishon? If they see that there's more grain, they'll invite more mice. Mm. And therefore the mice can have a certain amount, but mice bring more mice. Uh, because if there's more, then they'll come and eat more. And therefore the, the Gemara's Maskana is that based on the amount of grain there is, is how much the mice are going to eat. They'll bring in more mice.
Uh, and that's the same you said over here. The point was, just like we see that when the, where the case where there's where the Arakadosh is where it's meant to be, the street where it's meant to be treated, then it brings more bracha. So then when the Arakadosh is in a place where it's not meant to be, so not only does it take away bracha, but it takes away more bracha. And therefore the idea of bringing mice was the more wheat the fish team had, the more mice came to eat it. The, 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 the mice bring mice. And therefore that it, it, so to speak, compounded or it multiplied the amount of how much they lost. And that was meant to be a clear sign that uh, having the Arana Kodesh is, isn't the source of bracha for you. Exactly the opposite. It's, it's working as a way to take all the bracha over.